The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, what do you know? It's Monday again. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, August 7th, 2023, Monday of the 18th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of Saint Sixtus II. He was a Roman of Greek descent and became Pope in 257. He repaired the rift between Rome and Carthage over baptism. The martyrdom of Saint Sixtus was pretty dramatic. He was forbidden to hold services, so he and his He was forbidden to hold services, so he and his deacons continued to worship in the chapel in the cemetery. One day in 258, as the Pope preached, soldiers broke into the chapel and beheaded him. Four of his eight attendants were also beheaded. The authorities executed another three later that day. St. Lawrence was martyred four days later. The year was 258. St. Sixtus II, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that World Youth Day in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the gospel in their own lives. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me, I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In our first readings throughout this year of the summer, uh, the year one of the lectionary cycle, we started with Abraham and his descendants a number of months ago and moved on through the book of Exodus. And now we finally today enter into the book of Numbers, the fourth out of the five books of the Pentateuch. So we're making our way through those early days of the Bible. And the book of Numbers is divided into a few different sections. But we pick up today on our first day of reading from the book of Numbers right in chapter 11. The early chapters are what we would expect from the book of Numbers, which is a bunch of numbers about how many people there are in the different tribes of Israel. And then some marching instructions for how they're to go over to the promised land. And chapter 11 is when they actually start out. And we hear right away in chapter 11 that the people immediately begin to rebel against God. In the book of Numbers, there's 10 different 
moments of rebellion that are recounted beginning at chapter 11 and actually our reading today, which is only verse 4 of chapter 11 of the book of Numbers, is the second time they're rebellion. So already in just four verses, they're already rebelling twice. And this is kind of idiomatic of what's going to happen with the people over the next 40 years, that they are, they rebel. They rebel against God. And Jesus, this isn't just Israel and Israel's history. This, this could be us, that we, our hearts want to rebel against you so often. And maybe it doesn't take years. Maybe we begin rebelling even right away, early on. Think about what can happen in the course of a day, that we, we start out of the day and already we rebel, right, right off the bat. Maybe it's before we even get out of the house. Somebody says something and they get on our nerves and, and we rebel. And we, we don't want to live a dedication to you. And it could start so early in the day. And it could be so foolish sometimes. Our, our little petty rebellions can be so foolish. Jesus, when we, when we turn away from you, and reading it now, you, you almost want to laugh at it if it wasn't so, so sad and so pitiful. We hear that the children of Israel lamented, right? They're, they're whining. The, the children of Israel whined. A lot of times when we, when we rebel, it usually takes some form of complaining, whining, this lamenting. And what are they lamenting about? Probably the things are, are super, super difficult, or they got to climb up some gigantic mountains, or they got to do some impossible feats. No, not at all. They're complaining about their diet. They said, would that we had meat for food. We want to eat meat. We remember the fish we used to eat without cost in Egypt, and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks, the onions and the garlic. They want a different type of food. They're rebelling against God himself because of food, <laughs> because they don't like the food that God himself is giving them. God is feeding them every single day with the manna. Every day, the children of Israel are being given this manna from heaven to eat, to feed the entire nation for free. And they complain because they want some fish and onions and garlic and leeks. How, how ridiculous this is that they're, they're complaining as they're being fed by God. Yeah, they had fish and onions and garlic and meat when they're in Egypt. But they were slaves. They were slaves as well. And this happens to us, Jesus, that we maybe complain now that we're trying to live, hopefully a bit more of a life of virtue, each one of us along a path of conversion, that we complain because when we were slaves to sin, we were comfortable some of the time. We, we had you know, this particular desire, that one, this thing we wanted or that thing we wanted. And now that we're trying to live a virtuous life, we can't do some of those old things. We're better off because we were slaves in sin before you, Jesus, set us free. And it's ridiculous when we complain about the fact that we have been set free and that you give us so many good things. And in a particular way, we can apply this not just to our own personal rebellions, but to our approach to Holy Mass, that there can be times 
when we complain about the mass. And what happens in the mass? Well, just like with the Israelites, you feed us, not with some kind of food that seems like a, a coriander seed, but rather you feed us, Jesus, with your own body and blood. In the mass, you, you come to meet us. It's the infinitely best thing we could do in the course of a day is to, to go to Holy Mass and to receive Holy Communion. But many times, people go to Mass and they complain. Mass was boring today. It was bland. It was tedious. I want a rock band, right? I want, I want my onions. I want, I want a rock band and some fireworks would be the garlic, different forms of entertainment. I want some big TVs and who knows, maybe some of us go to churches that have big TVs in them and whatever. But Jesus, we, we want these things sometimes. We want to be entertained. We want to be treated like we are in the world. And we want worldly standards for your holy mass. And we, we fail to recognize the tremendous gift that you give us. And it really is a rebellion when in our heart we make those complaints against you, our new Moses. It's a rebellion. But what does Moses do here? The people are complaining. They're just getting on the road, and the people are complaining. I sometimes drive places that are a bit further away. Usually, as a priest, I'm in the car all alone. But sometimes if I'm going with friends or other priests, and one of the things that's most frustrating, and I'm sure many parents can identify with this, is when you get on the road for a long road trip. And me, I like to get... If I have to drive for a good portion of the day, I'd like to get maybe two and a half or even three hours without even needing to stop once. But there's nothing worse than getting on the road and 10 minutes into the trip, I have to use the bathroom, or I'm thirsty, I want to get a drink, or forgetting that I forgot to fill the gas tank. And so you get on the, the highway and then you only get 10, 15 minutes and you realize, ooh, I need to get more gas. And it's right at the beginning of the trip, and it could be so frustrating. And again, Israel is right at the beginning of their trip. But Moses doesn't say, forget it, we're turning the car around, we're going back to Mount Sinai, or worse, we're going to go back to Egypt. Rather, Moses intercedes for the people. He prays for them. He prays for them to the Lord God. He, he maybe complains to God about them. Right? Why, why do you treat me so badly, Moses says to God? Which is a beautiful way of praying. God uh, and Moses have this this face to face conversation. We hear that Moses speaks his heart to God. Why are you treating me so badly? I I didn't give birth to all these people. I didn't bring them up. Why am I the one that has to get their complaints about the dinner menu? But Moses prays for the people. He prays. He intercedes for them. He doesn't want God to be offended by their rebellion. Again, another example. Maybe if we have a friend that we know maybe has some bad manners, and we introduce them to someone important. We may make excuses for our friend. We try to hide their bad manners from the important person. And that's how Moses prays for the people, that he, he almost is trying to hide their bad manners from God. He's trying to make excuses for them. He's turning to God for help, but, but he doesn't want God to think badly of the people. He intercedes for them. And that could be our role as well. Whether it's in our own complaining, we know, Jesus, you pray for us. You intercede for us. And then we, in imitation of you, we can pray for those, those that constantly rebel in many ways, against you, Jesus, the best thing we could do is we intercede for them. We pray for them. You give us the best model of this upon the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You intercede for us, even in that tremendously horrific moment. So Jesus, teach us how to 
not have a complaining and rebellious heart, but how to be open to your grace, how to see the gifts that you give us, how to not be rebelling, and help us to intercede for those who do. Mary, pray for us that we can be great intercessors for the mercy of God upon all people. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help and put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There's plenty more 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. And this day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, August 7th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this liturgical day now joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory, the Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war? Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. 
Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. 
let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr strength. Watch over your people who come to you here, and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. 
A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Thus says the Lord, For three crimes of Judah and for four I will not revoke my word, because they spurned the law of the Lord and did not keep his statutes, because the lies which their fathers followed have led them astray. I will send fire upon Judah to devour the castles of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord, For three crimes of Israel and for four, I will not revoke my word, because they sell the just man for silver and the poor man for a pair of sandals. They trample the heads of the weak into the dust of the earth and force the lowly out of the way. Son and father go to the same prostitute, profaning my holy name. Upon garments taken in pledge, they recline beside any altar, and the wine of those who have been fined they drink in the house of their God. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorites before them, who were as tall as the cedars and as strong as the oak trees. I destroyed their fruit above and their roots beneath. It was I who brought you up from the land of Egypt and who led you through the desert for forty years to occupy the land of the Amorites. I who raised up prophets among your sons and Nazarites among your young men. Is this not so, O men of Israel, says the Lord? But you gave the Nazarites wine to drink, and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. Beware, I will crush you into the ground, as a wagon crushes when laden with sheaves. Flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong man shall not retain his strength. The warrior shall not save his life, nor the bowman stand his ground. The swift of foot shall not escape, nor the horseman save his life. And the most stout-hearted of warriors shall flee naked on that day, says the Lord. I brought you out of the land of Egypt and led you through the desert for forty years. And, and I, I said, These people are so fickle, they do not grasp my ways. I raised up prophets among your sons and gave them this command, You shall not prophesy. And, and I, I said, These people are so fickle, they do not grasp my ways. A reading from a letter attributed to Barnabas. God has abolished the sacrifices of the old law, so that the new law of our Lord Jesus Christ, which does not bind by slavish compulsion, might have an offering not made by man. On another occasion he says to them, When I brought your forefathers out of Egypt, I gave them no commands about burnt offerings or sacrifices. I said not a word about them. What I did command was this, do not contrive any evil against one another, and do not love perjury. We are not stupid. Surely we ought to understand our Father's kindly purpose in this. He does not want us to go astray as they did, 
nor to ask how we are to approach him. Here is what he says to us. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken heart. The fragrance pleasing to the Lord is a soul that gives glory to its Maker. You see, my brothers, we must carefully seek after our own salvation. Otherwise, one who is bent on deceiving us will insinuate himself and turn us aside from the path that leads to life. God spoke of this once again when he said to them, On such a day you are keeping a fast that will not carry your cry to heaven. Is it that sort of fast that I require, a day of mortification like that? But to us, he says, Is it not this that I demand of you as a fast? Loose the fetters of injustice. Untie the knots of all contracts that involve extortion. Set free those who have been crushed. Tear up every unjust agreement. Share your food with the starving. When you meet a naked man, give him clothing. Welcome the homeless into your house. Accordingly, we must flee from all vanity and show an utter hatred for the deeds of the evil way. Do not turn inward and live only for yourselves as though already assured of salvation. Join together rather and seek the common good. For as Scripture says, shame on those who are wise in their own judgment and think themselves clever. Rather, let us become spiritual. Let us be a perfect dwelling place for God. As far as we can, we should dwell upon the fear of God and strive to keep His commandments, finding our delight in His observances. The Lord will judge the world without respect to persons. Everyone will receive His just deserts. If He has been good, His good works will go before Him. If wicked, the wages of sin will lie in wait for Him. We must never relax our efforts, as though our calling were already realized. Never let us fall asleep in a state of sin, lest the prince of wickedness gain power over us and snatch us away from the kingdom of the Lord. My brothers, grasp this further point. You see the Israelites rejected, even after the many signs and wonders worked among them. Let us then see to it that we are not found among those of whom Scripture says, Many are called but few are chosen. The law was our guardian until Christ came and made it possible for us to be reconciled to God by faith. And now that the time of faith has come, we are under the guardian no longer. Before the time of faith came, the law kept us strictly in check, watching us closely until faith should be revealed. And now that the time of faith has come, we are under that guardian no longer. Father of everlasting goodness, our origin and guide, be close to us and hear the prayers of all who praise you. Forgive our sins and restore us to life. Keep us safe in your love. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Lord always asks us to do what we can, even if it's only a tiny bit. We'll hear about that in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Loaves and Fishes. Need I say more? It's from the 14th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. 
Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a lonely place apart. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. As he went ashore, he saw a great throng and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him. This is a lonely place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. They need not go away. You, give them something to eat. We have only five loaves here and two fish. Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. The disciples took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday mass readings are on the relevant radio app. It's fascinating how the Lord works miracles for those who really want to follow Him. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Monsignor Knox points out that Jesus worked this miracle not just for anybody, but rather for people who had been following him for days, people who had earnestly been searching for him. According to Knox, the multitude is a prefiguring of the church. Those 5,000 seated on the hillside were united as followers of Christ. They fed upon the same bread, that foreshadowing of the Holy Eucharist, which came from the hands of Christ. How naturally a common meal serves for a symbol of fraternity. How easily a scratch party of guests get on together if you take them out for a picnic in the open air. Just imagine what it must have meant later on if one of those 5,000 met by accident one of the others. What fellowship must have been imposed on them by their common store of remembrances? Yes, don't you remember I was sitting about seven or eight off you, and Peter or John or James or Judas came round with the crust which looked as if it could never satisfy more than two. We both seemed to be in Starvation Corner, didn't we? And then when he got to the end of the row, the crust was still there. We can take part at the same table, at the same banquet. We can receive the same bread wherein Christ comes to us, which is multiplied without ceasing. Those who follow Christ are united by a very strong bond. Recognize in yourself a limb, a branch of Christ, the body, the vine, living, grafted on and ingrowing, nourished by His strength and grace. The communion of saints teaches us that we all form one body in Christ. Through this communion, we can help one another in a most efficacious way. Somewhere at this very moment, someone is praying for us. Someone is helping us with sanctified work, with prayer, with suffering offered up. We are never alone. The communion of saints serves as the constant fuel of our optimism because we can always count on the mysterious but very real help of those who partake of the same bread. And they all ate and were satisfied. 
and they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over, and those who ate were about five thousand men besides women and children. We are moved by Christ's generosity to appeal to him with confidence. We too have spent many days with him. Ask him about any fear and insist. Remember that scene of the multiplication of loaves we read about in the gospel. Notice how magnanimously he says to the apostles, How many loaves do you have? Five? How many are you asking for? And he gives six, a hundred, thousands. Why? Because Christ sees all our needs with divine wisdom, and with his almighty power he can and does go far beyond our desires. Our Lord sees much farther than our poor minds can discern, and he is infinitely generous. He will once again perform miracles as soon as we place the little we have at his disposal. He thinks in terms which greatly exceed our poor human calculations. What a shame if we were ever to hang on to the five loaves and two fishes with which the Lord would readily work miracles. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. 
My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, 
no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The, the vaults of heaven, heaven ring with your praise, praise O Lord. Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing, Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. 
Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon Him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Today's Saint Sixtus II was very closely associated with Saint Lawrence. And we'll hear how in just a few days when we celebrate his feast day. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. Patrick Conley after that with the Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.